Hi there, folks. Um, welcome to Sport Tizzle. I've got a special guest joining me today. I've got Lee Gowland. Lee Gowland is the president of the 49er Faithful UK group, uh, the official booster supporter club for the San Francisco 49ers. Did I get the title right there, Lee? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's much. Correct. So we're no longer called booster clubs. We've no, changed that terminology mm. to fan chapters. Um, they changed that, I think, about three, three years ago. Um, so it used to be a booster club. Now it's a fan chapter. Don't know okay. what the difference is. I mean, it's exactly the same organisation. Um, nobody's really changed other than the logo. Um, before it used to actually say official booster club, now it just says a fan chapter. Um, don't know what was in that. I don't know if that was a brand market marketing decision by the 49ers. It hasn't really affected anything or anybody, to be fair. Excellent. And uh, yeah, it was just, I think, as you say, it's just a menkature, isn't it? It probably just more international yeah. take away the booster. Um, so from your point of view, and, and obviously for people who are not aware, the 49ers official watch party just happened this weekend in Leeds, the first one outside the US yeah. in um, and obviously, as part of the 49er faithful president of the chap, as the, sorry, supporters, <laughs> as we just said, how did it come about? What, what, how, just how, really, I suppose, is the question that I have. So, how, how did the watch party come about? Or do you want the whole history of the 49er faithful well, UK to get to the point where the 49ers got in touch? So, hmm. back in 2010, the, the group was founded and it was called Niner Empire UK. Mm hmm. Um, and at the time, we were affiliated to uh, a global organization called the Niner Empire. In 2012-2013, the Niner Empire split into two separate groups. So you have the Niner Empire and Niner Empire. And there's a lot of political infighting there. So mm -hmm. as a UK fan chapter booster club, the decision was made to move away from Niner Empire. So in 2013, we rebranded to 49 Fear for UK and became the first official booster club in the UK. So from 2013, we've been the 49 Affair for the UK. Um, at the time, I was an admin only. Uh, I came on about 2013 as an admin and started helping out. In 2015, the founder of Niner Empire UK decided he was going to completely step back from social media. It wasn't for him. He, he didn't enjoy running the group on social media and, and kind of handed everything over to me and one of our members called Wayne Humphreys. Um, so for about a space of 12 to 18 months, there's only me and Wayne who, who ran the group. Um, and at the, at the time, we decided to cut back on what we had been doing and try and concentrate on more UK-based fans, try and concentrate on active fans to get uh, the engagement on, up on game day and to actually create a, a community atmosphere. Um, so that I guess, people you, be there. I guess before then, you were sort of diversified across too many things. But, you know, it was. Trying it to get involved in too much. I think, as you'll know, I mean, you're a member of a lot of uh, US-based uh, threads, groups, and stuff like that. Yeah. Some of the some of the comment again the group after game day can be very toxic. It's a very negative, and the last thing you want to want to hear when you you already know your team's playing badly is people continually telling you they're playing badly, mm -hmm. uh, and not constructive at all. So rather than say look the team needs to improve on X Y and Z, it's basically the team is garbage, or this player's garbage and it's toxic, and that kind of spoilt being a member of the group for a lot of people. Um, they felt they couldn't come in there because the game day threads just really were that negative. People were turned off by them. So what we decided to do is um, it, it's fine to criticise the team. It's fine mm -hmm. to criticise the player. Just be constructive about that. So actually say, look, this player needs to improve on X, Y, and Z. 
would be better and if they did this yeah, rather than exactly. that toxic yeah that, as i say those those us threads can get very toxic very quickly so yeah appreciate the sort of balance that we can get in the uk and and the whole driver behind that was trying to um get everybody engaged so that it kept it positive it kept it upbeat and like i said we we don't we don't censor people to the uh, point of saying you can't criticize the team you can most definitely criticize the team <laughs> and once I, once i'm finished being, doing this interview i'll be doing our weekly podcast the review show of the falcons and i will be criticizing the team it won't it so, won't, won't be a, a lot of positive spin on that one is there it's... no no not this week not the, this week so basically the driver was the community create this community where people can come in and be positive about positive about the team about the players um, and build up that camaraderie where everybody's in it together. Because obviously doing a night uh, red-eye shift, uh, 20 past one in the morning uh, game, if you're reading a game day thread and it's all negative, it puts you off. But yep. when it's all positive, or at least a, a reasonable positive spin, then everybody enjoys it. And because you're up during the night, you don't feel as though you're sat alone. You don't feel as though you're this weird person who sat up in the middle of the night watching NFL. Because... It's strangely enough, I used that exact line this weekend with a yeah. couple of people at the event. It's it's that camaraderie, that feeling of you're not the only one up at two in the morning watching a random sport that you know right. is not like massive two, in the UK. of us, and we're, yeah. and we're all communicating about the game. So that, that, that's the community we're trying to, to build. And that's been recognised by the 49ers. So I first started uh, communicating with Nick Clark back in, I think it was 2016. 2016, or back in the 2015. So Nick took over from a guy called Brandon Moreno as the fan liaison officer. Um, Nick has subsequently been promoted from that position a little bit high, but it's still about fan engagement. Um, and we started sorting little bits out about the UK fan group. Uh, he used to send over some giveaways so that uh, it could encourage people to come to meetups. Um, we continually talked ever since then. And then back in April is when they actually engaged, they reached out and said, look, can you come across to Vegas and represent the UK fan base at the draft? So obviously that was an opportunity I wasn't going to pass up. Um, both me and Naji, another co-host from our uh, podcast, we went out to Vegas. Um, we paid for the trip out there. So we paid for the flights. We paid for the hotel. This wasn't a 49ers funded trip. Uh, but the 49ers made sure that we had tickets at the front of the stage. So this area was invite only. Um, and, and to be honest, when they said we wouldn't be at the front of the stage or we're going to be in front of the stage, we, we kind of, we've watched the draft before. You know, you, you get a couple of thousand people in them seats. Mm. And uh, we, we weren't really expecting being front row. But we were. We were actually front row. There was nobody in front of us. It was absolutely amazing. And uh, our role there was just to basically um, promote 49th for the UK, the UK fan Wave the flag. Get out there. That's talk right. to people. Yep. So we had choices. We could have had tickets for day one or we could have had tickets for day two. Well, day one, we didn't have a pick. So we had no skin in the game. So I said to Nick, look, give us tickets for day two. Um, we were very nervous day one because there was all the trade rumors about Debo mm. going on. And we were thinking... If we missed a really good opportunity here. Uh, but as it turned out, we didn't have a pick day one. So day two came and went. Uh, we really enjoyed the experience. Um, plastered all over Sky, plastered all over ESPN, NFL Network, because we were right at the front with the 49er fans. 
And then at the end of the day, uh, Nick returned to say, look, can you guys come back for day three? I'll get you seats in roughly the same area. Um, tomorrow, it's not like based on teams, it's a free for all, but you have to be invited in there. So we said, yeah, yeah, no no problem. We can come back and do that. And then he asked us if I'll do the pick, announce one of our picks. So I, mean, I wasn't going to turn well, that well, Yeah, I suppose. I suppose yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so again, this is all about building that relationship with Nick. Um, and he was uh, straightforward. He said, look, don't worry about it. You're going to be fantastic. Um, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there for the day when you go and do your pick because I'm flying back to Santa Clara. Um, but I'll watch it as soon as I land. Um, so obviously I went on stage, did the pick, uh, and literally within five minutes of us doing the pick, Nick's texting to say that was absolutely fantastic. You did uh, the 49 of the UK, very proud. You are absolutely excellent for what we what we wanted. We wanted somebody who could go up there, be kind of professional in the way they do things, but also put like a, a little bit of a spin on there as well. So I think it was about two, three weeks after that, he got in touch again. Uh, actually, he didn't. The marketing company from the UK got in touch to begin with mm-hmm. to say, look, we've been given your details by Nick Clark. Um, we're planning a watch party and Nick thinks you'd be able to help us. So I myself, met them on Sunday. What was the name of that company? Luke, Luke Wassermans. Yeah. Wassermans. Yes. Yep. So they're the yep. UK marketing company for the 49ers. And um, a number of other uh, organizations. I spoke to Luke briefly. He said he's got a yeah. number of other NFL organizations that are part and parcel of it. So, yeah, that yeah, must so have been the, a bit of a left field sort of question for initially. Um, it, it, it was, it was. Um, but luckily enough, because of the experience that I've had in the last uh, four or five years arranging meetups for the 49 of the UK, um, I'm well placed to actually advise them on how to do the meetup, what works well, what doesn't work well, um, timelines. Um, which we'll actually ignore, to be honest. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd set a deadline of you have to give people a minimum of eight weeks' notice before a meetup. Um, unfortunately, because of the time frames, that didn't happen. Um, but it worked out well anyway. So we've spent the last four or five months, both myself and Paul Hope, um, talking with Wassmans, talking with Nick, talking with Ali, uh, and trying to get this meetup arranged and in the right sort of way that everybody was going to enjoy and to meet the goal of growing the fan base in the UK. Because that, that was that's the goal, growing mm. the fan base in the UK. Um, and we, we had several different venues in mind, uh, several different locations in mind. Um, the first one being London, um, but in both mine and Paul's opinion, London wasn't a great venue. Um I'm saying it wasn't a great venue. There's great venues in London. I thought it would be more appropriate to have it in Leeds because of the connection with Leeds United. They could mm-hmm. leverage the area, leverage the Leeds United um, knowledge of the area to ensure that we got a venue that was fit for purpose. Plus, it also got around this um, chip on the shoulder that everybody who lives outside of London has because everything the NFL does is London-based. It's London-based, isn't it? And you see it every year. You see it yourself. When something comes out, oh, we're going to have this in London. The reaction from the vast majority of people who don't live in London is, why is that London all the time? So mm. this was a perfect opportunity to get out of London and have an excuse for getting out of London and having it in the north, in Leeds. Mm. And I think that's worked well. Um, you saw on Sunday night the Leeds United players that came in and engaged with everyone. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, they really brought a- Yeah. 
they they brought a great sort of extra added vibe to it because i mean there were all of us in red and white and everything else and then suddenly these guys came and you could see you could hear yeah. around the buzz that picked up and jermaine beckford suddenly was there wearing a 49er shirt meeting everybody it, it just added that level of you know it did, excitement it brought a bit yeah. more energy so mm. i mean obviously yeah we had nick clark there and, and nick does a fantastic job <laughs> at getting you energized so we had all the 49er fans there they were all energized for the game um, obviously, the game wasn't particularly going our way, but we were all energised for the game. And then when Jermaine Beckford turned up, the lead supporters that had uh, turned up purely to see uh, Jermaine Beckford, the energy went up another level. Um, so it made for a good night. It made for a good um, atmosphere. And I, I think it went really, really well. Everybody was quite pleased with it. Um, and we're kind of looking forward to the next one now, mm. which will more than likely be next season because we no, no longer have any six o'clock PM slots. No longer sensible kickoff times as, as we're it. used to for as 49er fans over here. Um, yeah, so just on that, I mean, did the Scott, because I know, you know, completely surprised to me when I got yeah. out to Leeds that Sky Sports are there. I knew, I knew the whole gridiron buy in had kind of come along, obviously, on the back of it being an official 49ers one, then gridiron were obviously invited in because of the partnership there as well. Yeah. The Sky Sports sort of added extra. When did that kind of sidle in? Was that like a last minute addition? No, I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, I, I don't know when they actually arranged for Sky Sports to be there. But if I'm honest, both me and Paul, had the expectation that Sky Sports were going to be there. We, we had a good idea that they were going to be there because they knew this This was the very first time hmm. an NFL organisation had thrown a watch party in the UK. And due to that, they were definitely going to be there in some capacity. We didn't expect them to be there all night and to be interviewing at every uh, major stoppage in player or at every at the end of every quarter. We weren't expecting that. But we were expecting a decent, um, a decent turnout from Sky Sports. Yeah, and obviously having Phoebe there was a, a nice touch as well. You know, yeah, the face that the guys that, that really used to seeing now on the TV over here. So that was amazing for her to come along and, and be part of it. And, and it helped, again, to put to spread the word yeah. of the group and the meetup and everything else. So um, as you say, it's a little unfortunate because everyone's now like, oh, when's the next one? When's the next one? And our schedule this year isn't exactly favouring any no, more meetups, no. is it? I mean, that, that that's because West Coast team. That's one of the things we're one of the things we're, we're so proud of, as you say, in that game day thread, is the fact that we're up at four in the morning watching this crazy sport. Um, <laughs> yeah. Four hundred other crazy weirdos. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So overarching, then, really happy with how the weekend went. Can't wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought it went really well. Um, oh, so the, the the first meetup, which was cancelled, so the first meet was, was supposed to be the Bears game, and obviously uh, Queen Elizabeth died um, that week. Um, just a couple of days before it was due. So they, they, they cancelled the official watch party, um, but the vast majority of the members that were actually going to that watch party had non-refundable hotels, non-refundable train. Many um, of them so were already in Leeds at that point. And so uh, exactly. So, so were already on the way, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. So we decided to go ahead and uh, rebrand that as a 49er Faithful UK meetup, um, and that went quite well. We, we had uh, 70 people turn up to that, which was a good number. And I think on Sunday night, I, I estimated anywhere between 100 and 120 49er fans in there um, because we had quite a few sat at the back on the periphery watching in, um, which I, I went around pretty much everybody that I'd never met before to introduce myself. And I said, look, either it's up to you if you want to sit in the periphery, do that. But what I'd recommend is you get in there. It's a whole community atmosphere. Once you get talking to people, you'll make friends. You'll want to come back for another meetup. And uh, we're going to look to have two or three of the, 
of these a year. So some of them will be official, some of them will be our group organized events, like the Super Bowl one. So we have an mm. annual Super Bowl meetup um, that's traditionally been up in Newcastle for the last three, four years. Um, we are in talks to maybe move that to Leeds, a little bit more central. Um, we have been impressed with Leeds the last two times we've been down there. Um, so we have a few people that we need to speak to and try and work out if that's going to go ahead and we're going to have fair leads. And just on those those people, I think I did the same when I was there, kind of spread around, met a few of them, brought a few yeah. of them into the, the, the that flagged off area, if you like, where yeah, yeah. the main event happened. I think Etienne, who's now joined our group, in fact, I just noticed he popped up. He's, he, uh, he was him and his girlfriend Matilda were there and I kind of like yeah. get him over, get him over. Um, and I think a lot of new people kind of probably turned up to that one, A, on the back of the Facebook notifications, but B, I think NFL UK's email probably helped got a few extras through the door. And as you say, the leads buy in as well would have brought a few people in who got got loads of free swag. So probably, you know, remember us pretty well for that. And fingers crossed, they might kind of just spark a few more uh, members. Yeah, it worked well in that respect. I mean, our membership's gone up by 35 in, in the last couple of days, just, just off the back of Sunday night. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to name the guy because uh, he might get a bit of stick for this, but a Vikings fan turned up um, who lived only 10 minutes up the road. He actually saw it on Sky Sports and thought, well, that's only 10 minutes. I'm, I'm going to go mm -hmm. down there. So he came down decked in his, uh, his Vikings gear. Um, we all had a chat with him, um, asked him what, how he knew about it, uh, why he's come down. Uh, and he came down to take in the atmosphere of the, the actual live event, the, the watch party. And I think by the end of the night, we almost had him turned into a 49ers fan we almost i think he's probably gone back home thinking, thinking you know what that was absolutely fantastic what a great bunch of fans those were so yeah ho hopefully he's now sat at home thinking you know what i might just go out and buy myself some red and gold might it's a red and gold rather than that purple and yellow yeah Brilliant. Lee, appreciate your time, mate. I know it's late. I no know you've got to get ready for the pod as well. So I yeah. uh, appreciate you coming and giving me your thoughts and letting me know how that all came about. And as, as everyone else has mentioned, well done on getting that event sorted out and bring on the next one. Cheers, Gary. Thanks a lot. Cheers, I, I man. Love being on the show, mate. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. All right.